now playing Bambi from 1942. Fault Disney Movies, destroying your childhood one movie at a time. My name is Nick, and I'm your tour guide, and today we are going to be taking a closer look at Bambi from 1942. Much as we said with Dumbo last week, Bambi is a word that you say, and it conjures up a specific image in your head. Whereas Dumbo, of course, is an elephant with large ears, Bambi is a deer in the woods. So without wasting any more time, let's get into the introduction and history of Bambi. Bambi is based on the book Bambi, A Life in the Woods. It was written by Austrian author Felix Salton. It was originally published in 1923 in German, and it was not published in English until uh, Simon & Schuster put a translation out in 1928. Where the phrase public domain has come up Uh, A couple of times with uh, regard to Snow White and Pinocchio, Bambi is sort of in a gray area. We're not entirely certain if and when it was ever in the public domain. When Bambi was originally published, German copyright law did not require a copyright notice to be included in the book. So when it was republished uh, in 1926 in the United States with a U.S. copyright notice, some believed that 1926 was the copyright date. In 1996, a circuit appeals court decided that the 1926 U.S. copyright date was valid, as was his family's 1951 copyright renewal after Sultan had passed away. So at this point in time, Bambi, A Life in the Woods, is copyrighted in the United States valid until January 1st of 2022. Perhaps the most interesting thing about the Disney movies that I've reviewed so far is getting into the nitty-gritty about public domain and what is and what isn't and what qualifies and what doesn't. And this particular piece does not qualify at this time, and it didn't then either. In fact, the, the rights to Bambi, A Life in the Woods, to turn it into a movie, were sold, but not to Walt Disney originally. They were sold to a MGM producer by the name of Sidney Franklin. He bought them with the intention of making a live-action film. However, to have a live-action film in the 1930s with animals, the technology just wasn't there. It was impossible to do. Franklin turned around and sold the rights to Walt Disney, and for his effort, he gets a title card in Bambi that reads, To Sidney A. Franklin, our sincere appreciation for his inspiring collaboration. So far, this is the fifth film, and two of them were box office winners, at least originally in their first releases, and two of them were not. Bambi straddles the line. It was almost breaking even after its first release. The budget was $1.7 million, and it made $1.64 million gross. You guessed it, 1942, World War II, still no European market. Bambi had a world premiere in August of 1942, on August 9th. The U.S. premiere was in New York City on the 13th of August, and then finally it went wide August 21st. It was re-released six times between 1947 and 1988, and since its first release, where it was uh, critically not the greatest reviews, as of the 1947 re-release, it was starting to get a lot more good press. It received mixed reviews upon its initial 1942 release, A lot of that was negative press from 
uh, magazines like Outdoor Life and a lot of hunters banded together and called to boycott the movie. It was perceived that they were being painted in a bad way. Some critics sort of went along with that. But in 1947, upon its first re-release, it was given much better reviews. And in the United States, with all of its re-releases, it has grossed over $102 million. Uh, not adjusted box office. Worldwide, over $267 million. So Bambi, while critically 50-50 when it came out, is now considered a classic, almost universally loved, and yet this is in spite of that one scene, and you know the one I'm talking about. If you've seen Bambi, you know. Perhaps the saddest scene for a lot of people in all of the motion picture history, in every motion picture they've seen. When Bambi's mother, off-screen, is shot and killed by a hunter. By man. Some people will still to this day say that is one of the saddest and scariest moments that they've ever seen. Back to Bambi on the studio side. Walt Disney wanted Bambi to be his second movie after Snow White. I believe I mentioned that in the second episode with Pinocchio. But the difficulties of animating the deer and other animals realistically pushed Bambi back and pushed Fantasia forward. And then after Fantasia and Pinocchio both did not make their money back at the box office, Walt Disney needed money, so Dumbo jumps the line ahead of Bambi. Even with Dumbo's success, Walt Disney was still a little cash poor, so 12 minutes of Bambi were cut to save on animation costs. Even with those 12 minutes cut, it's still a pretty full 70-minute movie. And just to finish up on Bambi's history, a little bit on success and accolades, Bambi was nominated for three Academy Awards, for Best Dramatic Score, Best Sound Recording, and Best Original Song, it did not win any of them. However, the American Film Institute has declared Bambi is their number three animated film of all time. We have already talked about three of those other films, Snow White being number one, Pinocchio number two, and Fantasia number five. The Unseen Hunter that shoots Bambi's mother was also recognized by the American Film Institute as the 20th greatest villain of all time. And, of course, the National Film Registry comes up again. This film was inducted into the registry in 2011, one of six feature-length animated films to be inducted. The other films that we've discussed already that have been inducted were Snow White, Fantasia, and Pinocchio. Now let's try and synopsize this thing as quickly as possible. 60 seconds, probably not happening. Hopefully not 20 minutes. We'll see. We open with Love is a Song playing over the opening credits. Love is a Song being the original song that was nominated but did not win. And immediately we also see the animation is once again very detailed and not as, and I'm going to air quote this, cheap looking as Dumbo was. That's not to take away from Dumbo. We have a pastoral scene leading to the morning in the woods. Friend Owl landing on his tree going to sleep while the other animals are getting up. Suddenly news gets out. It's happening! It's happening! The new prince is born! And Bambi is seen freshly newborn next to his mother. All of the animals in the forest gather to see him. Bambi makes pretty quick friends with a rabbit named Thumper. He also makes pretty good friends with a skunk that he names Flower. And together they sort of help bring Bambi into being an animal that can interact with other animals. Bambi's mother brings Bambi to the meadow for the first time. And he's about to run out into the meadow before she jumps in front of him and says, No, you must stop. She cautions him about ever going out into the meadow without looking, and she cautions him about man. She says, You must never rush out on the meadow. There might be danger. Out there we're unprotected. The meadow is wide and open, and there are no trees and bushes to hide us. 
so we have to be very careful. Bambi does get out into the meadow, and he finally sees other deer, including a fawn named Faline. We are also formally introduced to Bambi's dad, who is called the Great Prince of the Forest. That is a title that Bambi will one day inherit. The Great Prince spies hunters while all the other deer are on the meadow, and he warns the deer to get away. Bambi and his mother are separated. The Great Prince comes back for him, and together, all three, they run off, Bambi's mother meeting up with them. The three escape, and Bambi's mother explains that man was in the forest. We see the seasons change, summer to fall, then to winter, back to spring again, and when spring is near, Bambi and his mom venture out into the meadow again to graze on some new growing grass. Almost as if it's a sixth sense, Bambi's mother senses hunters in the area, and she sends Bambi back home to the thicket. She tells him to run. She's running behind him. She tells him, don't look back. Keep running. Off screen, we hear a gunshot, and Bambi's mother does not return. Bambi's father, the great prince, he returns, and he comforts and explains the cold truth. He says to Bambi, your mother can't be with you anymore. That's about as cold as cold can be, but the great prince is not one for warmth. After this, the movie fast-forwards to Bambi's adulthood. Bambi and all of his friends are now grown up. Love is in the air for all of them. They're being called Twitter-pated, which is what happens when spring comes, and spring brings around thoughts of love. Bambi is not exempt from this. He notices that Thaline is all grown up, and he feels affection for her. However, another deer, we find out his name is Rano only from the book, not from the actual movie itself, he appears as a challenger for Thaline's affections. He is very aggressive toward her. Bambi sees this, he does not like it, and he fights Rano, and they fight to assert their dominance, and for a while Rano seems to have the upper hand, but Bambi wins. He knocks Rano away, down a hill, and he gets Faline and her affection. Soon after this, a wildfire breaks out. Bambi's father comes and tells him that they must get away, but Bambi goes back for Faline, who was in the thicket, but she left the thicket to look for Bambi. Bambi finds Faline surrounded by hunting dogs. He fends them off, he defends Faline, and they escape. As Bambi is jumping off of one landing onto another, he is shot, and he is injured in his escape from the dogs. And as he lays on the ground, with the wildfire nearing, his father wills him to stand and escape the forest fire. Get up, Bambi! Get up! You must get up! Get up! Get up! Bambi and his father run off together, the other animals having already escaped the wildfire, and they escape it as well. We fast forward to the final scenes, and all of the kids, Thumper and Flower, Bambi, Faleen, they are all adults now, having kids of their own. In a callback to Bambi's own birth, the forest creatures all summon each other to see that Bambi and Faleen have their own children, twin fawns. At this point, the two twins are shown with Faleen, and Bambi is off on the side, standing on the landing, much as his father did earlier in the film. They are shown together on this clearing where Bambi's father was, and then Bambi's father walks off. Bambi is now the great prince of the forest. The end. Well, that's all well and good, but let's find out what's wrong with it. Bambi's mother probably should have warned Bambi about not running right out into the meadow on their walk to the meadow. Granted, she didn't do this, and it gave her a chance to give a very foreshadowy speech about being safe on the meadow. Of course, that would be the place where she was shot. But, again, maybe she should have explained this on the walk over, because the last thing she wanted was the future prince of the forest to run out into the meadow and get slaughtered by a hunter. During the scene where Bambi and the other deer are on the meadow, the first time Bambi is there, everybody stops, including Bambi, when Bambi's dad, the great prince of the forest, appears. Bambi remarks to his mom, He stopped and looked at me. It seemed a little strange to me that this is the first time Bambi and his dad have met at a point where Bambi could remember it. 
I guess the male deer just do not roll with the female deer, but that seems a little strange. This is a Disney movie. Disney is all about warm and fuzzy. This is not warm and fuzzy. One thing that bothered me, not so much about the film, but it's just a thing that kids do. My kid is just as guilty as probably a lot of your kids are. In that typical kid fashion, when Bambi and his mother are separated on the meadow, when the great princess called for everybody to retreat, Bambi runs back and forth, saying, Mom! Mom! He's looking for his mother. He's shouting, Mother! And he runs back and forth in a space of about six feet in length, looking around, but never actually looking. This is what my kid does when she can't find a toy. And I guarantee you, nine times out of ten, that toy is right in front of her. It just gets under my skin. Kids can be a little useless at times. Not really a fault, just something that bothers me. The law of wild animals, such as it is portrayed in this film, dictates that the female has no say in who her partner is. At least not for animals that have to fight one another for dominance. The females are less complete animals and more property. And seeing it with animals makes me happy that women have a say in who they interact with throughout most of the world. Because what if Faleen, for whatever reason, preferred Rano, but they fought and Bambi won, and Faleen gets no say in the matter. It's one of those things that not only is it nature versus humanity, but also the 1940s versus the 2010s. It's hard to swallow sometimes. As I'd already stated, Walt Disney said part of the problem with this movie, at least the delays that went into it, was that he wanted the animators to be able to animate the deer in a very believable fashion. These were going to be not just deer like in Snow White, these were going to be deer that were moving around, talking to one another, interacting with other animals. He wanted it to look right. And for the most part, yeah, I'd say the deer look great, but the dogs that chase Faleen look less like dogs and more like possessed demons, at least facially speaking. That could have been an artistic choice. It could also just be they spent a lot of time focusing on the deer and they had to draw some dogs. Now, Bambi gets shot, but I don't really think that's entirely clear. There's not a lot of visual evidence to show Bambi being shot when he escapes from the dogs. We hear a gunshot, and if you analyze the tape, and I'm talking like this is a Zapruder film, you see that Bambi's body tenses and stretches when the gunshot goes off. We see him fall and struggle with his rear legs trying to stand, but there's no indication of blood or a wound of any kind. To me, watching it, it's not abundantly clear that he's been shot. It might just be that he jumped from one landing to another and did not have the most graceful of landings and hurt himself with the poor landing. That said, okay, Bambi's been shot. He's having trouble standing. However, Bambi is willed to rise by his father. He runs throughout the forest. He then leaps down a waterfall to escape the wildfire, and he not only survives it, but he has zero trouble walking out of the water when he goes up to meet Faleen at the shore. This is an animal that could not stand about a minute earlier. Don't tell me that he walked off a wound in 20 seconds, 30 seconds. It's not believable. It's not true. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. Not you, the listener. Disney and his animators. Alright, hyperbole aside, an honest opinion about the movie? Would you like one? Well, you're getting one anyway. The first 20 minutes of this film are some of the most fun moments in any Disney animated movie. You're getting the joy of Bambi's birth. The forest animals are ecstatic. They all want to say hello to him. They already revere him. He doesn't know who he is, but they know, and they love him already. Thumper, in particular, is very nurturing of Bambi when he is newborn. He is teaching him how to speak. He's trying to help him to walk. He's doing the sorts of things that you would expect a parent to do, and Thumper's really not that much older than Bambi at this point. We've got the young deer's natural inquisitiveness, and it's very endearing, both to the characters around him as well as to the viewer. Bambi is very interested in learning about his surroundings. He's very interested in learning what makes everything work. 
And just one note on the music in this first 20 minutes especially, the music is used in conjunction with the action masterfully. Actions like footsteps and raindrops are keyed right into the notes that the orchestra was playing, and their movements with the visual movements on the screen are beyond words. There are no words I can give you right now. If I had every word in the dictionary, they would not be the right one. Bambi and his mother frolicking on the meadow, experiencing the seasons, and then coming back to spring in the meadow again, only to have her shot. Oh man, that's so heart-wrenching. But that said, I've seen Bambi numerous times, and I've never cried at the death scene. It just doesn't make me sad that way. The fact that she's shot isn't what bothers me, really, about that scene. It's the longing that Bambi has as he retraces his steps, shouting out for her. And he can't understand why she is not responding back. And he's met with his father's cold demeanor. Not that his father was necessarily unloving, but his father is very much, this is the way it is. Get on the train, kid. Now, as much as I feel Bambi's father might have had a poor bedside matter, the scene where Bambi's father is telling Bambi that his mom is gone is beautifully drawn. The scene is of snowfall, full white snowflakes falling against darkness and grays, and the only real true shock of color are Bambi's eyes that are big and brown, and beginning to cry. The color of this movie is also at the forefront and background of the fight between Bambi and Rano. The reds and oranges that fill the space between them, coupled with the action up front and the soundtrack laid over it, creates a gigantic sense of urgency over what is essentially just a fight of dominance and for the rights to a female. You feel like so much more is at stake than really is. And Red and Orange comes back into play during the forest fire. Again, wonderfully animated. If you're going to have a forest fire, let it be animated and beautiful and not real and horrible. And my final rating would be an 8 out of 10 on IMDb, 4 out of 5 stars if you prefer them in numbers of 5. I definitely appreciate it for what it is, and I could see showing it to my daughter. She's four years old now, and I could see her maybe understanding it and hopefully getting that it's just a movie, but I don't know that I'm ready to do that yet. As much as she might be ready, I might not be ready for that. So for me and for Bambi, that's pretty much it. I thank you for listening to Episode 5 of Fault Disney Movies. I have been your tour guide, Nick. I'd like to remind you that we are on iTunes. If you want to go on there, give us a nice review. they got five stars you can pick from. I'd like you to pick five. If you want to pick one, there are plenty of other bad podcasts out there you could pick on instead of my bad podcast. That said, feel free to go on iTunes. Feel free to give us the most glowing reviews you've ever written. And feel free to tell your friends. Your friends probably have kids. They're probably watching these movies. They might get a kick out of it. The next time I come to you will be episode 6. We will be talking about Saludos Amigos, which translates into Hello, Friends. And that is, well, it's kind of like Fantasia in that it's not a traditional movie, and it's kind of like Dumbo in that it's very short. But I promise you, there's a lot going on there, and we're going to get into it. So until next time, once again, my name is Nick. I've been your tour guide, and we appreciate your listening, and we hope to hear you here next time. And by hear you here, I mean we hope you hear me here. Well, just come back. We like that.